0: hello and welcome to another episode of the gargoyle podcast i'm nathan aka the gargoyle
1: and i'm eric aka the chimeric and today is day 40 of 60 days of halloween two thirds of the
0: way there we are only three weeks away from halloween night this i i cannot believe that we have done this many episodes well
1: i haven't <laughs> <laughs> That's true jerk. not as much of an accomplishment accomplishment for me it, it's still a pretty hefty accomplishment I
0: mean I'm so proud of myself yeah if
1: that's <laughs> I mean
0: there have only been like maybe five
1: that you've missed something like that yeah
0: yeah so that that is still a whole lot of episodes and uh, even though every year I keep having this you know very delusional idea that I'm gonna do 60 days of Halloween, I, I have not put out like uh, daily content in any of the years that I've done this. So to be 40 days in and having put out daily content, sometimes that content is after midnight, but still before I go to sleep. So it counts.
1: Exactly. That's how, that's exactly how I
0: feel. About it. if it's before you go to sleep, it is still that day. <laughs> exactly. Even if it's not until like six in the morning, it's like, nope, I haven't gone to sleep yet. Still yesterday. Oh crap. I have to go to work. It's still yesterday. This sucks. Uh, but yeah, 40 days of Halloween and we've rambled too long about that as it is. Um, we are continuing J.R. Mount's Fear of Death Week, and tonight we're talking about Halloween 2 from 1981. Um, and all the movies that we've been talking about this week have been John Carpenter movies. This still kind of counts. I mean, it was still written by him. It's just not a...
1: Yeah, it's still it's still him and Deborah Hill. It's I mean, it's almost the entire same crew from Halloween. It's just that John Carpenter is not directing. Yeah, and... I think it suffers from that, but we'll, we'll get does. to that in a second.
0: Um, so yeah, going through the review, same thing we've done on all of the other reviews, prior information, technical components, emotional aspect, rewatchability, and uh, who do we recommend the movie for? So uh, w- what did you know about Halloween 2 Halloween before before watching it?
1: Well, first I just want to say I feel like this is going to be very important to know and it kind of colors how I feel about this movie a lot. I literally watched this movie back to back with the first Halloween Um, I knew that it picked up immediately where the first movie left off. So I was like, man, this would be perfect as a double feature. And that was kind of like somehow both the best and the worst way to watch it. I think to have them both back to back, I think the worst way to watch it. I, it's interesting because like it, maybe not the worst. Yeah, maybe not the worst, but it, I mean, it works because it basically is just one long movie since it, again, it, it all takes place in the same night. Um, But, yeah, we'll get into it in a minute. I'll I'll go ahead and let you do your prior information, but I have many thoughts about the way that I watched this movie, and I think it's very important to keep in mind that I watched it this way.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah, because, again, expectations and uh, what you know about it beforehand definitely has an impact on the level of enjoyment. So, much like Halloween, I had only recently seen Halloween 2 in the last few years, Um, And and I did watch them in order. So I did see Halloween and then Halloween 2. And it was relatively close together. Uh, It might have even been either the same week or within two weeks of each other. But I did see them really, really close. And yeah, I I feel like Halloween 2 needs more of... um, I feel like it needs more time between watching Halloween and Halloween 2. Because otherwise... It's too fresh and some of the stuff that doesn't exactly line up, it's more noticeable that it doesn't exactly line up or like when things kind of take a weird turn, it's just like, Hey, wait a second. That that wasn't happening a few minutes ago, but if you watch it, I mean, even like a month later, mm-hmm. then your brain has forgotten enough of like the specific details to where I, I feel like it's a, a better experience. Um, but yeah, I've seen it before and I enjoy it and it's it's still good it's still a lot of fun um, it's not nearly as good as Halloween but knowing that going into it it was a lot easier just to be like all right it's not gonna be a carpenter film I mean ish but not really mm-hmm. so I'm gonna enjoy it but yeah like I, I can kind of sit back and relax with this one a whole lot more than with Halloween mm-hmm. so so yeah that, that was my prior information not a whole lot to it but knowing it's different enough um yeah so what'd you think of it from a technical standpoint
1: i feel very conflicted about this movie technically i i think it i think it is a good maybe just decent slasher movie on its own terms but as a sequel to halloween it's pretty mediocre like i I really like that Again, I still I feel conflicted about this. I like sure. that it picks up right after the events of the first movie, and then it still continues on with that same night. But I also don't because I feel like that kind of diminishes the power of the ending of the first movie. Yeah, because I love the ending of the first movie, the way that it kind of hints that he is everywhere all the time, and you've got that like breathing noise in the end. like. It's just super creepy, and then like the sequel just totally ruins all of that. I feel <laughs> like I mean it doesn't really ruin the movie. The movie still the first movie is still powerful, but the sequel just I don't know, it, it really just wipes that whole ending montage out for the first movie, which I kind of don't like. Um,
0: yeah, it instantly changes what Mike Myers and the shape are.
1: It is. It, it does, yes. And it instantly changes it, and then it goes further to change it to like way worse degrees as the movie goes on, I think. Yeah. Um, but again, I like that it still takes place in the same night, and it still kind of feels like it's in real time. Um, it still very much looks like the first Halloween movie like it still has a lot of those cool long shots and it has it has a lot of those carpenter flourishes but it feels like imitation because it again it it looks like the movie but it doesn't feel like the John Carpenter movie
0: yeah and it's 3 years later so it's a little bit more polished um, Yeah. so like even the opening scene which is the last like 3 minutes of Halloween mm-hmm.
1: I, like they they
0: reshot it and it's noticeable. Like It is,
1: yeah. Especially since I watched it right after and it was like the first 6 minutes of the movie is basically just the end of Halloween reshot and it's somehow slicker but it's also worse. Yeah. Like it's better produced but it's worse. I don't I don't <laughs> it, know, it's weird. It this is what it's like. It is like
0: watching um Back to the Future 2.
1: Yeah. Where yep. at That's the very
0: beginning where it gives you the recap and like it like in Back to the Future, it, it's been a while since I've seen it. But if I remember correctly, there's almost like a reference to what they said at the end of uh, Back to the Future. in in terms of like it, it's almost like Michael J. Fox had a look on his face of, didn't I just say this? Yeah. When when he's going through the lines. <laughs> That's what the uh, the opening scenes of Halloween 2 feel like. It feels like they're just like, oh, we already did this. Do we have to do it again? yeah, our hair has changed. We looked, all right, fine, we'll go through the lines again. But it feels, it doesn't have that same emotional intensity. Yeah. Because, well, you hadn't been following the characters at that point. It's just like, okay, run away now. Run across the street and find someone. I just, I I don't know. It.
1: I I don't know. The beginning bugs me a little. I feel like, I mean, the beginning doesn't really bother me a whole lot. I mostly just kind of, glossed over it because i'd already i'd literally just watched it so i wasn't paying a whole lot of attention until it it starts off with another long shot from his like another single shot from his perspective although it's not because they put some like random cuts in there like to zoom in on certain events and it's Mm -hmm. really weird like it totally doesn't understand what makes that opening scene in the first movie powerful yeah and i don't like that immediately he he becomes like an indiscriminate killing machine like his actions in the first movie feel very intentional yeah and in the second movie it's just like oh you're in my way i'm just going to murder you yeah whereas in the first one he and it which it doesn't make sense because the second movie is more of like a manhunt picture in a way which i kind of like i think that's very interesting to kind of deal with the fallout of the first movie but it it just doesn't make sense because he's less sneaky in the second movie, even though there are like literally and there's literally an entire police force after him in the second movie, and it's so weird.
0: Yeah. So here's one of the things that I love about uh, having someone to discuss movies with during this podcast. As you were talking about that, it got me thinking about things, and I I have a theory now that actually makes Halloween two much more enjoyable for me than it was the first time that I saw it. Oh, please do tell. I'll get to it in a second. So uh, with some of uh, of my views on the technical components, I agree with some of what you said, but I'm also going to stray a little bit. Like, uh, I think, what do I think? I do not think that it is a very good follow-up to John Carpenter's Halloween. But on its own, I feel like it is a really solid slasher sequel. Like it does the things that kind of have to be done in a sequel to make it stand out a little bit more. So uh, in Halloween, it is a lot more methodical. It is a lot more uh, like cat and mouse and he's stalking them. And in Halloween 2, it's more of just like, all right, time to go kill everything.
1: Yeah. Like in the first movie, he's got this almost kind of transcendental quality, I think. And in the second one, he's just like a... Blunt killing machine. Yeah,
0: but like you have to up the body count, and you uh, <laughs> you have and
1: more
0: you have to interesting up the
1: violence. Like the the kills. That, the first movie is very suggestive. Like it's very much more about the power of suggestion. Yeah. and in this movie, that's pretty much stripped away, and it's just like a series of kind of gory, pretty cool i mean honestly like if you're a fan of slasher movies like the kid the murders in this movie are, are pretty creative and kind of fun but yeah
0: the uh, the one with the hot tub like it still makes me cringe a it's, little bit it's, it's weird. just <laughs> the, oh, <laughs> It feels just uh, i don't know like i i can feel the skin yeah, bubbling up and it's just th- mm.
1: that's the moment of the movie where i was like okay this was obviously much more inspired by friday the 13th than halloween like, it feels like the studio was like, all right, we're doing Halloween too, but we want it to be like Friday the 13th. It's, that's the moment where Michael Myers starts to become a parody of himself.
0: Well, that, it, it is part of those horror tropes that, you know, get explicitly uh, stated during Scream in terms of, in the sequel, you gotta up the body count, you gotta up uh, the violence. And so, like, it was just following that sort of formulaic, again, late 70s, mm-hmm. early 80s uh, slasher sequel rules. Yeah. And And so, like, all the things that happen make sense, which is why I think that it's a really solid just slasher sequel. But it has to be watched kind of on its own because if you watch the two of them and compare them, Mm. it is always going to fall short.
1: I know, and I kind of hate myself because that's basically all I've done so far is compare the second one to the first one. But I watched them back to back, and I was, like, so blown away by the first movie, and the second one just, like, took almost everything that I loved about the first movie and just kind of, Shoved it aside to make this well
0: and like i i do love the fact that you actually do see some of the fallout you know i love the fact that you do start seeing the manhunt because Mm -hmm. in all of the the horror movies where like they do take place in one night and there are there is a serial killer going out there and murdering a bunch of teenagers you don't see what happens next right and so i love the fact that this is just like okay there is a manhunt on and like the entire town is starting to to fall apart a little bit Mm -hmm. So I do appreciate that, and I do appreciate that um, that it's not really trying to go for the same style, even though it has a lot of the same elements because it is picking up literally right where they yeah. one left off. It's not
1: trying to be the same movie. Well, it's interesting because I feel like the first half is very much like still kind of in line, or at least trying to be in line with that same style from the first movie. But then once it gets more into the hospital stuff, that's where... Like it's basically like the first half of the movie is transitioning you into what the rest of the Halloween series is going to be like where it does kind of fall into that more slasher formula because like by the second half of the movie, it really loses that more naturalistic handheld kind of quality. At that point, it becomes a more like slick kind of overproduced Hollywood slasher with lots of gore and boobs and, you know.
0: Well, and one of the things that I do love about both of them, the, uh, the first one and the sequel is it takes places where you're supposed to feel safe. And that is like literally the worst place to be. You're at home. You're supposed to feel safe in your own home. Nope. That is where all of the, well, except for the uh, one mechanic dude where he took the, uh, the outfit, Mm -hmm. but like that was more out of necessity. But yeah, like all of the killings in Halloween one, they take place at home and like, ah, you're supposed to feel safe at home and then the majority of the movie of Halloween 2 takes place in a hospital, mm-hmm. and you're supposed to feel safe in the hospital, especially if you're trying to recover from the trauma of what just happened. Like, I, I don't know. I love the fact that it's taking places that are supposed to be places of safety, and it's turning them into there is nowhere safe.
1: Yeah, I feel right. like that. I, I think I, I think the setting works pretty well. Yeah. Um, I, I do wish... I don't know. I feel It's not nearly as scary is the first movie i don't think i don't know if it's just this if it's the setting or if it's just because it's not carpenter and they are making like you see michael myers a lot more and again and you mentioned this in the halloween review but it's in the second one they constantly are calling him by his name yeah They're humanizing him in a way and making which is weird because they both humanize him and also make him seem more supernaturally like invincible and make him show up at random places despite the, or like show, like you can run away from him forever, but he still manages to magically appear behind you, despite the fact that he never runs. <laughs> right. So like they make him both more human and more supernatural at the same time, which is kind of odd. Yeah. Well, and all right. So here, here's my theory um,
0: about part of like why things change, but also just the, the bridge between Halloween and Halloween too. Uh, and part of it is addressed in um, Loomis's, uh, little speech when they go to the school and they see, uh, Sam Hain or Saween or oh, however, yeah. however it's pronounced. I know that it's Sam not Hain. supposed to be pronounced. It's not supposed to be pronounced Sam. <laughs> that's Hain. how he, that's, a that's how says he says it, but that is not like the, uh, original like Gaelic pronunciation. It's, it is more like just like Saween, which is the, whatever. Um, so yeah, like when he's talking about Sam Hain and, uh, you know, it's like the night of the dead and when the, um, the the veil between the natural and supernatural world is the thinnest, and so it's easier for uh, for these supernatural beings to kind of come and go. So my theory is, and there might be other people out there who have said this before, if this is a very common Halloween theory, I sorry, I've not read it, so I have nowhere to, to reference it. But I think that at the end of Halloween, when Loomis shoots the shape, I think that it kills off Mike Myers. And all that remains is just that supernatural killing machine, which is why in Halloween he is stalking them. And it is more like, uh, like young Mike Myers, young Mike Myers, when he killed his sister, you know, it has a, he's a lot more troubled and methodical and, you know, he's still human in what he's doing, but after Luma shoots him and it kills off all the humanity that's left in him, The only thing that remains is just a killing machine, which is why he doesn't stop, which is why he uh, doesn't really care as much about hiding in the shadows. He's just walking around killing everything, Mm -hmm. which is why as the movies go on, he kind of gets more and more and more supernatural is it. It was almost like a sacrificial Mike Myers died on Sam Hain to usher in this other demonic spirit and that is what takes place the rest of the
1: movies which is why it's so impossible to kill him. Hmm. I I mean that makes the movie better, I guess. It, it does for me. I mean it does, it does, yeah. Because again it is that transition is so is so jarring especially when you watch them back to back. So yeah, I mean I can I can see that. If that, that's that's headcanon now, at least yeah. <laughs> when,
0: whether or not that's what was meant to be, uh, that's how I'm gonna watch it from now on.
1: Who knows? I feel like Carpenter, because again, he wrote this movie and then just decided not to direct it. I don't. I don't feel like his heart was in it as much with this one. Like it feels like a studio mandate, or they were just like, "Hey, here's millions of dollars, write the sequel to Halloween," and he's like, "Hey, I can use this money to fund my next project," which I don't remember what he made after or the Fog, I guess was what he was making directing at the time that this movie was in pre production. Yeah. So maybe he was wanting Well and maybe I maybe he had to write this to like get money for the fog or something and for well, his passion project.
0: I do know that with Halloween three, which has nothing to do with Mike Myers, like that's what John Carpenter wanted. He wanted yeah. to do a Halloween series, not about Mike Myers, but about just other creepy things that take place on Halloween. And so maybe he did the sequel to get money for that one. Um, I don't know. I, there are times that I think that if Halloween two didn't exist and it was just Halloween and then straight to uh season of the witch, I feel like that might have actually ushered in a different set of all right. Each year, another John Carpenter Halloween movie. What new thing is he going to come up with yeah. this year rather than, all right, where's the next Mike Myers movie, mm-hmm. but probably we'll, we'll never know.
1: Yeah, that's true. Oh wow. it's fun to think about.
0: Yeah. Hey, speaking of fun, what would you think of it emotionally?
1: Emotionally, I thought it was okay. I mean, (laughs) I was on board with it for the first half, and I enjoyed it despite its kind of odd moments. Like, okay, hold on. The part where I knew that this movie, I can't believe I forgot to mention this. The part where I knew that this movie was going to go in a totally different direction is whenever they're walking down the street and Loomis sees who he thinks is Mike Myers... And the guy runs away and then just gets fing plowed by a van and yep. then explodes. Yep. And I'm just like, what movie am I watching <laughs> right now? Like, what alternate reality did I just step into? Like, this is not where I was expect how I was expecting this to go. Well, especially since Loomis looked like he was about to shoot that kid. It comes across as so over the top. It's yeah. crazy. And I, I really I actually really like that kind of conflict with Loomis and that he's kind of dealing with He's so hell bent on stopping him, on stopping Michael Myers, that he is almost—he's putting other people in danger and causes other people to die. Yeah, and there's a little bit—I wish they explored it a little bit more. But there's a little bit more of like there's kind of a like how he's dealing with the guilt of not only—I think he sort of blames himself for uh, Myers' escape from the mental institution in the first movie, and then. He causes this other person to get killed, so it's interesting the way that they deal with that. Yeah, I think that's a lot more interesting than a lot of the other stuff that happens in this movie. Um, sure, but they don't explore it very much. Anyway. One,
0: one other very <laughs> minor technical thing. It's minor, but it is also so major. Nick Castle is not playing the Shape in Halloween Two, and
1: so it's noticeable. It really yeah. is. Like he just has a different look. Nick
0: Castle just like there's something so creepy about how he portrayed the shape. Like one of my favorite scenes because it's so simple, it's so subtle, but it is also just so. First off, it's beautifully shot, but it's just so telling of who the character is. When the shape kills uh, that dude in the kitchen, and he's like whatever, just like impaled on the cabinet, the head tilt, and yeah, yeah, and he's just tilting his head and. Like, that was a very so intentional awesome. thing. Uh, like, some of the commentary behind the scenes have talked about that. But, but yeah, like, that scene, it, it's just so... In Halloween, the shape isn't killing people because, hey, it's fun. Like, it was almost more like an art piece. Mm-hmm. And so, like, when he was looking at him, it was kind of, kind of admiring his own work but also yeah. confused by it. And... Uh, yeah, so not having Nick Castle under the mask, I I think it has an impact on uh, on Halloween.
1: Which I think so. I totally agree. I, which is part of why I'm so excited that uh, that he reprises the role as the he shape. He does. I yeah. Know. I actually just realized that today. I started following him on Twitter today, and that's pretty exciting. Yeah. Um. The, all, right, all right. Yeah. So, so yeah. Anyway.
0: Um, <laughs> so fun. I I actually really enjoyed this as a sequel. It I think is it's good. Um. It has it changes what the scares are. So you are watching a different movie. I don't feel like it stacks up. I feel like Halloween is definitely better, but just overall, it's still a really, really good horror movie. And it's mm. still definitely a solid sequel because it, it's hard to do a horror sequel and do it really well. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, in comparison to other horror sequels, it's like, no man, this, this one's fantastic. I think that it loses something by watching them back to back because of how drastic the style changes and because just all of the other things that happen that take you down a different path. Yeah, but I also do think that it works really well to use them as a double feature because I mean, they're both just really solid. If you're playing them for someone who has never seen them before, then you would need to give a little bit of a disclaimer like between the movies of like, all right, this one is also really, really good. But stylistically, it's going to be very different. Do not expect your mind to be blown. Mm. Expect it to be like, okay, now that I have just experienced Halloween for the first time and I'm just like, oh my God, I am terrified. Now just sit back and just kind of watch the shape go crazy.
1: Yeah, I I, I definitely agree with that. I think it is a fun movie. I, I went in with lower expectations. I figured that it wouldn't be nearly as good. I didn't expect it to lean into the slasher tropes quite as much as it did. Yeah. Um, So yeah, I went in with lower expectations. I still felt a little disappointed. I think that there was probably no way I could not feel that way watching them back to back like that and watching both of them for the first time. Because I was like still really riding that high on the first like That was one of the reasons why I was like, you know what? It was like 11 o'clock at night, I think. I was like, you know what? I don't care. I want to start the second movie because I just love the first one so much. <laughs> and because you couldn't go to sleep because, you and, know. Yeah, because I was kind of terrified. The Boogeyman might have been outside <laughs> exactly. your window. Um, so, yeah. I mean, I was a little disappointed. I still think that like if I'm trying to be more objective about it, and if I, I feel like if I had watched it a little bit later, um, then... I wouldn't have been nearly as disappointed. I think it's a fun movie. It just, it really, I miss Carpenter's touch. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I would like to rewatch it though. Later on, like removed from the hype that I felt after the first movie.
0: Yeah. I feel like you would need to also rewatch Halloween so that you can also get past the initial like, Oh man, Halloween is like the best movie ever. Like you need to rewatch it. Like, okay, I've gotten past some of it. It is still one of the best movies ever. But, all right, cool, I have a more realistic expectation, mm-hmm. then give it a little bit of time, then watch Halloween 2. I'm like, okay, yeah, you know what, yeah, I, I dig it. And then watch more Halloween I'm like, oh, right, yeah, Halloween 2, way better than the other <laughs> ones.
1: So, so, yeah. That's uh, funny because I actually have here that um, watching Halloween 2 makes me appreciate Halloween 1 even more yeah so it's funny that you say that because it's like i could just keep going down and each successive halloween movie will probably make me appreciate the one prior to it even more exactly yeah I, they're designed that way
0: <laughs> i i have some theories about the entire halloween series but i need to like well some of them rewatch and some of them watch uh because i've not seen all of them uh to to like really flesh out whether or not what i'm thinking would actually be accurate but whatever i really enjoy the crap out of halloween 2 it is not the best movie of the week, um, but I mean, it's it would still very easily be um, be an annual Halloween watching for me. It's I, I think it's great. I love it. All right, so speaking of how yeah, rewatchable is what- it? <laughs> <laughs> how rewatchable is Halloween two?
1: Yeah, I definitely want to rewatch it again, kind of removed from the from the first movie. Um, I. I don't know. I think I need one more rewatch to really determine how rewatchable it is. Like, I at, at this moment, I could take it or leave it. I would much rather be rewatching, you know, other movies, I think. Sure. Um, but it's not one that I would be opposed to if somebody said, hey, let's watch Halloween 2 right now. Um, I, like I said, I definitely want to rewatch it probably next year around Halloween. Probably give a space of a few weeks between Halloween 1 and 2 to see how my how how my feelings about it change. Yeah. So I do think it is rewatchable though. Again, just as av- if, if I could disassociate myself from my feelings toward the franchise and just take it as a, just as a movie on its own, then I feel like it is pretty rewatchable Yeah. because it is, it is pretty fun. I mean, like I said, it's got a lot of really fun, creative kills. It's, it's, I mean, it, it's enjoyable in the same way that like something like Friday the 13th or Nightmare on Elm Street is.
0: Yeah, and and I think that that's about as rewatchable as it is. Like I I think it is very rewatchable, um, but but if I'm rewatching Halloween two, I'm more in the mood of something like Friday the Thirteenth um, or I I don't know, or just like some other slightly more stereotypical slasher. If I'm the mood for like just creepy and suspenseful and carpenter carpentarian carpentersque. Carpentarian I like that Carpentarian uh, I'm, I'm not going to go straight for Halloween 2 so it, like I think that Halloween is is super rewatchable because it is just such an amazing horror movie Halloween 2 I feel like it is rewatchable if you're in the right mood for it Yeah, but it's also kind of rewatchable because it's not quite as good as Halloween it's not quite as suspenseful so it might Even be a little bit more rewatchable because even though you might have to be in a very specific mood to watch it, I think that it's very easy to just like, you know, turn it on and be like, oh, yeah, sure, Halloween
1: 2. Yeah, I can dig it. You know, like it's. um, It's one that you could, like, I feel like with the first movie, you really have to, like, be engaged the whole time. But this is one that you could kind of put on in the background and not completely pay attention to the whole time and still like get a good kick out of it
0: yeah or, or like if you're scrolling through channels and it's playing on hbo it's like oh sweet yeah. halloween too exactly i'm gonna go make some popcorn like it's easy to just kind of have it on and be able to not be glued to the tv right so see so yeah, I, I it's a weird sort of like I, it is less and also more rewatchable than halloween one yeah in a very weird way that
1: literally like this whole movie feels like a total contradiction to me because like the way that i feel about it it, especially in relation to the first movie I like I keep going back and forth on how I really feel I'm I'm just I'm very conflicted.
0: Yeah. Give it some time and it will be more enjoyable. Okay.
1: Trust me. I believe
0: you. All right. Who do you recommend this movie for?
1: Well, I think if you've seen the first Halloween, then you have to see the second movie because again, it will make you appreciate the first movie more. <laughs> and also it's like if you were anything like me, then you what I watched the first movie and I was like, well now I have to see the second movie because again, it even though they feel so different, they are literally like when you put them together, they literally feel like they're one movie because they all yeah. take place during the same amount of time. Um, I, although, again, I, I don't think I would recommend watching it that way. I
0: wouldn't recommend watching it that way if you've not seen them before. Like, if it is your first watch of Halloween and Halloween 2.
1: Yeah, that's because that, that's how it was for me.
0: Back to back might not be the best way. If you've seen them before, if you know what you're getting into. Uh, or if you have someone who like explicitly tells you exactly what you're getting into, uh, then I think it's okay.
1: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, if you've seen the first Halloween, then you're probably naturally going to be curious about the second one. Definitely watch it. And I guess since I recommended the first Halloween to literally everyone, <laughs> I guess I'm recommending Halloween 2 to literally everyone <laughs> as long as you keep your expectations in check. Sure. Um, but I think it's really more for fans of. You know, stuff like Sleepaway Camp and um, Friday the 13th and all of those kind of more over-the-top, super-gory, super-teens-having-sex and, you know, vice-before-slice-and-dice kind of slasher movies. Yeah. Yeah. If you're a fan of 80s slasher movies...
0: Um, or if you're a fan of movies that pay homage to 80 slasher movies, then I, I definitely recommend definitely recommend Halloween, too. So, yeah, like if you um, maybe you didn't grow up on 80s horror movies, but Scream and the Scream series are like one of your all time favorite horror movies, then I think that you should you know go back and pay homage to the uh, to the classics. And I, I think that you would absolutely love Halloween, too. It's, it's a stronger movie than Scream.
1: Way stronger of a movie than Scream too. Whoa, 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 hold on! You think Halloween two is better than Scream? Yes. Oh uh, no. Yes. I'm sorry. I'm gonna have to wholeheartedly <laughs> disagree with you there. I love Scream. I think it's a great movie. I think it's Wes Craven's best movie. I would not disagree with Country that. Country mile, and I love Scream. It All right, is so much fun. We're
0: gonna do an episode eventually. This is gonna be long after we get through our Halloween series because You're we're awfully gonna, harsh on Scream. You do bring that up a lot. We're gonna have to do our homework. And like, really, uh, really put together an episode for this of Carpenter versus Craven. I think that Wes Craven
1: I, is. I can't argue for Craven, though. So, I, I mean, I like Craven. I think he's good, but I don't. He doesn't. He's not as good as Carpenter. We'd be on the same side.
0: Well, but that's the thing is like, Scream is.
1: Scream is really, really good. And I really kind of almost love it. I would argue that Scream is great. I think it's a classic horror movie. But Scream, okay,
0: that that is a completely different anyway, episode. Sorry, we'll, yeah. we'll save it for that because I have so many thoughts about like, yes, why it is great, but it's only great because it's standing on the shoulders of giants. But it just—that's a longer conversation. I mean, that's true.
1: I, I don't, I don't disagree with you, but it, I think that it's still great despite that.
0: I. Okay, this is why we need to do an episode on this is because I think that Scream 3 is the best of the series. And a lot of people think that Scream not, 3... That's the one I haven't seen. It, it's the one that uh, a lot of people really, really don't like. A lot of people think that Scream 3 is the worst of the series, but I have reasons as to why I think it's the best.
1: Well, I think it isn't. it, it seems like it's the one that leans more into the, the satire than the other yeah. three. Scream 3 is
0: a bit meta. And that is why it works. But what, what, we will do a separate episode on that. All right. Let's do it. We can do the whole series. Yes. At some point. <laughs> Not before Halloween. We have too many other things lined up for that. Uh, all right. Eric, where can people find you?
1: Uh, you can find me on Twitter. <laughs> yep, That's it. That's what it's called. The Twitter. At The Chimerican. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Chimerican Reviews. Uh, You can follow my personal page on Twitter at Eric J.A.Y. Harris. Or if you want to see how good my taste in movies actually is, you can see my ratings and reviews on Letterboxd at Eric J.A.Y.
0: And you can follow me on Facebook and Instagram at the Gargile Podcast, uh, on Twitter at GargylePodcast, Podcast, and on Letterboxd at the Gargile. And if you enjoy me and Eric kind of bickering back and forth on uh, why horror movies are great or you know awesome, because um, cause really that's our range—just are they great or are they awesome? <laughs> exactly. That's <laughs> the team and centipede. <laughs> Or is it trash? Uh, Yeah, if if you enjoy some of this back and forth between me and Eric talking about horror movies, then make sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or Anchor.fm. And if you enjoy this and want to be a part of the conversation, then leave some feedback. Leave some comments. Let us know what scares you. Let us know what movies you would put in a week devoted to your fear and what palate cleanser you would have at the end of the week. And um, yeah, leave some feedback. Follow us. It'll be fun uh, for us. We're begging
1: right.
0: you. <laughs> I don't want to say begging, <laughs> but yeah, leave some, leave some feedback. Um, all right, so um, now comes all of the things that are happening in the southeast tennessee region over the next three weeks i'm gonna take a nap really quick while you do this okay (laughs) okay i'll wake you up when i'm done all right the frightening ass film fest is uh in chattanooga october 27th and 28th been the last few years and it is an amazing horror fest definitely check that one out Uh, i think that this is the first year that they've done more than just a, a full day um But but yeah, they always have a great lineup. Definitely check out Frightening Ass Film Fest, Chattanooga, October 27th and 28th. The Knoxville Horror Film Fest is October 18th through 21st. So that is just next weekend Uh, and passes for that. At least uh, the full weekend passes are rapidly selling out. So if you want to go for the entire weekend, make sure to get on that quick. Um, And there are day passes and um, just like a Friday, Saturday pass uh, as well. So if you can't go the entire weekend, at least go for part of the weekend. Uh, I've been the last few years to the Nox Horror Fest as well, and it is just so wonderful and so amazing and one of my all-time favorite parts of the year. And this year is no exception. They have a tremendous lineup, and I cannot wait for that. Leading up to the Knoxville Horror Film Fest, Central Cinema, which is part of where Knox Horror Fest is going to be, um, has horror movies playing all month long. They've got some Halloween events going on. So a whole lot of horror goodness happening at Central Cinema in Knoxville, Tennessee. Um, follow them on Facebook and Twitter and uh, Instagram um, for the latest updates on what all is happening there. In Cleveland, Tennessee, the Cleveland-Bradley County Public Library is playing a horror movie every Wednesday. Um, Tonight is going to be The Others uh, at 5 o'clock. And next week, the uh, 17th, is going to be Lost Boys. And then October 24th is uh, Dracula Untold. So go to that. Meet people. Support your public libraries because information is important. So, you know, go support the library. And then the $5 film podcast and the Gargoyle podcast have teamed up to provide uh, family-friendly fright nights at the venue Creekside. It's going to be October 19th, uh, playing the Gremlins, and then October 26th, uh, the Monster Squad. $5 for entrance to the movie, $5 for all-you-can-eat tacos, and then stick around uh, as Rob and I from $5 film podcast discuss movies and ask some silly questions and just get some of that, um, that interaction with the audience because part of why we love movies and part of why we love horror movies is to actually interact and discuss with other people about what's actually going on. So, uh, so if you live in Cleveland, October 19th and 26th, uh, gremlins and monster squad, respectively, um, make sure to come out to that. And if you can't make it to any of those events, then at least get together with friends and watch horror movies, because horror movies are a lot of fun. Um, if you need recommendations on what to watch, you can contact me or Eric, and we'll be glad to provide recommendations. And most of our recommendations are probably going to be pretty similar, but there might be a few that differ a little bit. Um, but but yeah, if you enjoy horror movies and, and you're not quite sure what to uh, what to show to friends to really try to get them into the horror genre, let us know. We'll be glad to provide some recommendations. Okay, I think that's it, Eric. You can wake up now.
1: Oh, okay, yeah. All right, I'm here.
0: All right, you, you good? I'm good. All right, good. yeah. You, you, you excited about any of those
1: things? Um, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Every single thing you said. I hope that you didn't like change it up to talk about like something terrible to make me sound stupid. I the I'm excited.
0: The only things that I talked about were terrible things.
1: Uh well. Okay.
0: That's not true. Everything that I mentioned <laughs> is You're awesome. Like, we're
1: gonna. <laughs> We're going to have a screening of all three Human Centipede movies. (laughs) It's going to be great.
0: There would be, uh, I would make the buffet table um, look like people sewn together. (laughs) Oh, man. And you only get it out of one end. A Human human Centipede party. (laughs) That sounds like the worst. We talk about that movie a lot for how we, much we, we really, really don't do. like We're, it.
1: We're doing way too much to promote this movie. <laughs>
0: it's so not good. <laughs> um, yeah, no, all, all of the things. Frightening Ass Film Fest, Knoxville Horror Film Fest, the uh, movie showing at the Cleveland Bradley County Public Library, Family Friendly Fright Nights, and just getting together with your friends to watch horror movies. All of those are wonderful things. Uh, Halloween is only three weeks away. So... Um, so, yeah, start enjoying horror movies because they, they're they a lot of fun. People don't get it when I talk about why I love horror movies. And they're just like, ugh, what's wrong with you? And then I start going into, like, all of the analysis. And they're just like, okay, still what's wrong with you, but yeah. now on a different level. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. It is. All right. Today was Halloween 2, which means that tomorrow is our palate cleanser for J.R. Mount's uh, Fear of Death Week. And then on Friday, we're going to have the analysis episode where JR is going to be joining us and we get to just, you know, basically talk about how much we love John Carpenter.
1: Yep. It's, it's going to be fun.
0: It's really what it's going to be. I could
1: do that for hours.
0: Yeah. We have done that for hours. That's, That's very true.
1: <laughs> I could do that for more hours. Ah, yes. All the hours.
0: <laughs> that is a much more accurate statement. <laughs> Alright, so yeah, be sure to come back tomorrow for the palate Cleanser episode and be sure to check back on Friday for the analysis episode. And then we have another awesome week lined up for next week and then the Nox Horror Fest and then another week lined up that we'll, we'll save what that is until we get there. It's going to be fun. Yeah. I, I'm actually really looking forward to that week. I'm super excited about it. There'll for be, sure. I, I mean, I look forward to all of the weeks, but, uh, but yeah, it's going to be a especially fun one. Alright, so that's been it for this episode of the Gargoyle Podcast. I'm Nathan, a.k.a. the Gargoyle. And I'm Eric, a.k.a. the Chimerican. And
1: uh, watch out for the boogeyman. Also, uh, you know, be careful in hot tubs.
0: Yeah. And um, don't leave clown masks laying on the floor. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Don't, Don't name your kid Sam. Especially if your last name is Hane. Or do you know? Whatever. Name your kid whatever you want. Bye now. That's <laughs> like, so dumb. I was like, "Crap!" Right, I'm gonna try. Okay, I'm trying to come up with a response. <laughs>